All right, we are live. Welcome, everybody. A f- our first official NHL trade deadline show. So what do I do? I go out there and I recruit. I recruit proven veterans because that's what you want this time of year is a proven veteran. Guys that can still bring it, still play. I've got two. We know who the first one is. We don't really care about that right now. We've got one of the best NHL minds out there. Executive, television, inside information. Been doing it for a long time. I won't say how long, but let's welcome in John Shannon. This is our Shanna plan for today. <laughs> plus, 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 we needed a guy that didn't have another full-time job. And the other guy, of course, <laughs> Doug McLean. Once upon a time... Busy on a day like this. So, how are you? Let's get, let's get this straight. Nick, I've missed you. Doug, not so much. Not so much. Not so much. Because you know he's going to come on here and like, I'm tired. I, mean, of him. I just said we couldn't have somebody that was working for. We had to find somebody that we had a little free time to come on with us. I am so tired of him busting my balls, John. So, oh yeah, yeah, you know, spread. Misery loves company, Nick. That's get ready, get ready, <laughs> Shanny. I didn't, I didn't wear my skateboard hat today for you. Oh, my, I left my van sneakers and my skateboard hat off. But oh boy! Anyway, I, I just hope you, I hope your shorts aren't around your butt. That's all. That's the key. John, <laughs> we know you've been, you've been busy uh, in the last little while covering the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I know at some point we're going to drop you, uh, uh, your choice, not ours, of course, to go do some Edmonton radio and then hopefully get you back. Um, but just a, a quick one out there right now, guys. And and first of all, thanks to all the followers and 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 the listeners and the viewers right now. It's created a little bit of a buzz today. We see the numbers way up. Uh, if you haven't subscribed at all, and this is your first time experience the Real Kipper at Noon Show, please hit the subscribe button. And more importantly, the like button for Doug McClain. John Shannon isn't as insecure. He doesn't care about the like button, but we know how our Dougie feels about that. So welcome aboard. We're glad you're around for the next little while. Doug hasn't welcomed every one of the people that are online because he's every time the number goes up, he gives us a count. You know, it's where he used to be like this with the ratings at Sportsnet too. You know, our ratings. Oh my God. I mean, come on, get beyond it. Who's who's counting the ratings now there? I wonder they're not very busy. (laughs) <laughs> obsessed that that in the florida panthers attendance attendance yes obsessed Plain about that okay no the money they the have now, now though they have four thousand a game that they're getting in now i think when are they going to open it up i wonder all or, right enough of enough of uh ripping each other we got the next two hours to do that <laughs> um and i'm sure all the listeners and followers will, will be entertained beyond belief watching you two go go at it but just quickly, thoughts. The last 24 hours, the last 48 hours. Again, uh, what are we up to? Maybe 20, 25 uh, uh, transactions so far. A little bit more than we thought in this uh, full season of a pandemic. Uh, more action than maybe I would have thought. I, you know what? For me, it's there, there's very, very few surprises. I mean, the names we've heard tossed around the last couple of weeks are the names that that, you know, made the biggest moves. And I, and I guess when I sit and look at it today, I'd say that the Islanders with Palmieri and uh, Zay Jack, you know, and the Toronto Maple Leafs 
look like the two teams that have sort of made significant, significant moves to help their playoff chances. So overall, to me, not a lot of surprises. John, you're getting a sense of of teams that know they, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs or it's going to take a lot to make the playoffs. You're just trying to save money. Mm-hmm. And now they're because this is, you know, everybody's going to lose money this year. And now it's a question. And, and Doug, you would know this better than most is that your owner is going to come to you and say, OK, could we try to lose a little? But, but I think that that's a I think that's a big part of of what we're seeing. You know that you know the the Maple Leafs have a lot of money, the, and they're you know they've got one of the guys that rewrote the the CBA in 2013 who can uh, manage the LTI and and so they get three players for five million dollars where those guys would basically have cost them thirteen or fourteen million dollars, but they have money to pay and money but, to spend. Lots of teams. But what about the fact that. You know, you 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 take on cap money, okay? So let's say the Savard deal, and we see half the money stays in Columbus, which would be frustrating to the owner, and half the money goes to Detroit. And Tampa Bay essentially get the player for nothing. You know, I mean, I, they move it, whatever, to Detroit to compensate. But what about taking on the cap money? Does that not seem odd that I know it's a it's a new negotiation thing that you have got cap space and you're going to use it do they actually pay the money or is it just the space they use no they the player still gets paid no I understand that but who actually pays them I mean I mean Tampa is going to pay a quarter of his salary Detroit's going to pay a quarter of his salary and and Columbus is going to pay a half of it and really what it does it sets the price It it was a fourth round pick it sets the price for what a fourth round pick is worth. Exactly. And it, so to so what me, is that? so I don't know, 500,000, 250,000. You know? There, yeah. But that, and, but it's also chips, right? I mean, what a shock that uh, uh, Julian Breezebaugh and Steve Eiserman could go do a deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, is, is, is this something you, it's going to be uh called to the carpet? It's, you know, it's funny. The Rangers end up with uh, some 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 great lottery uh, uh, a fortune, and then they go and kind of change the lottery rules after that. <laughs> I mean, can we right. see now uh, a revisit here and say, "Hold on, boys, this is not what we had intended." Okay, so Tampa Bay now, if if I'm not mistaken, a, an executive told me that they have almost 95 96 million dollars yeah on, of of cap money used on their roster uh, right. a good portion of it's being paid other places but they now have a 96 million dollar payroll uh, payroll right. right of of cap money but but it's, Batman Batman's whole thing is he doesn't care he as long as it's still only fifty percent. I mean, they still only get fifty percent of the revenue. But it's bizarre to me that halfway through the season, you looked at Tampa Bay and they were at ninety-five million because they had Kucherov on the it, LTI. They were at ninety-five million halfway th- through the season. Mm-hmm. Toronto were but, the same thing. But he, here's but here's the thing. You, you remember your old buddy Brian Burke was always talking about we should be able to trade cap space, right? 
that's what we're doing. Exactly. That, that, 100%. That's, that's what they're doing. They're exactly. just, they, they've just pushed mm -hmm. beyond the, the, the ceiling. And, and right? some so, are. So this is the this is the rich get richer. Yeah, and some are in a position. Right. That's of, my point. The rich get richer. Yeah. But, but I don't. I don't see. I don't see anything wrong with that when you consider. This is a revenue sharing league. You know, the Toronto Maple Leafs paid, you know, per pandemic paid twenty nine or thirty million dollars into revenue sharing. Right. Uh, you know, the, you you've got to get something for that. You've got to be able to do something in order to feel that you're in the you're in the hockey richest market in the world, other than Montreal, and but, and uh, and, uh, and and make a difference. So from so, that perspective, I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Is it a loophole? Sure, it's a loophole. But you have to give these guys a little bit of creativity. But again, if you can afford to do that, that's great. And I mean, then you look at you know the, some of the acquisitions. I mean, I, I guess I care little about the cap space and where the money's going and who's paying what. I, I you, at the end of the day, all we're interested in and the fans are interested in is. Rosters. Who improved their team? Okay. So who let's, improved their team? Let's let's leave it at that. Now we we can to take two paths here. We can go to uh, revisit what was what's happened uh, in in the immediate past, or uh, we want to focus on maybe what is left on the table here. What direction do you guys want to go? You want to talk about some of the deals that we have happened? You're uh, the host. You're right? the host. You tell You're me. Well, I'll tell you. Let's, tell you. let's start with what we thought was the biggest prize right. of all. Let's start right there because everybody wants to know. And I was following uh, the Taylor Hall scenario uh, last night late. And, you know, I mentioned Bjork in a second rounder and the Buffalo Sabres fans went ballistic. I'm telling you, they were not happy at all. But knowing Felino went for a first rounder. So let's start there. Well, first, let's start as to who was the biggest catch of this free agent season. And is it not Palmieri, the biggest catch? Is he not the best all-round player and the guy that Lou Lamorello made a decision to go after? And he and they got a throw-in in Sajak in the deal. So two, two necessary needs by the Islanders were met by that deal by Lou Lamorello. I think that's the premier deal, Shani. Are my, are, do you agree or well? Based well, on how Hall's played, I, I tell you what. I mean, I, I think I think from from that perspective, if you sat down a week ago and said, "Would you rather have Kyle Palmieri going joining your team or Taylor Hall joining your team?" You'd want Kyle Palmieri. Exactly. I, mean, I, 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 I think that seasonal. And I also see what. Maybe it's not a fair comparison. I also saw what Blake Coleman did from the Devils to Tampa last year, and I think that there's an expectation that Palmieri would do a similar addition to to what the Islanders uh, expect out of him. And uh, and let's face it, Lou, Lou. I mean, Lou familiarity. Lou, you know, those are two guys that don't have to be told they have to shave their beard off. They 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 are those are two guys that understand Lou's way of thinking. You know, based on the fact that Lou likes them, understand what Barry Trotz expects out of them. So, from that perspective, that was an that was to me the biggest win so far. Uh, and the Taylor the Taylor Hall thing, though, guys, I I, I I have never been the biggest Taylor Hall fan. Uh, me, for me, desperation in Boston, 
you lose eight to one at home to the Caps. Um, you, but where's your goal scoring gone? You're now on the. You're now in a playoff fight, maybe with the Flyers, certainly with the Rangers, who I think are uh, on the rise. I mean, Boston needed to do something, and I think this this is an act of desperation from the Boston Bruins. Well, the the Bruins to me, Hall, it's been miserable for Hall. I mean, it, it's been miserable for Hall after his first year in New Jersey. He wasn't very good after his first year where he was a star in the league. He wasn't very good in Arizona. He was okay, but he wasn't great like everybody would expect. And this year, it's been like unbelievably frightening how bad he's been. Is that his fault or the surroundings? But Boston, I mean, that was an American League roster almost that they dressed yesterday. When you looked at that roster from goaltending on out, it was a, it was very close to an American League lineup, and what is they, they they've had trouble scoring. Yes, they have. Other than the big line, they desperately need somebody to play with Krejci. They've tried DeBrusque there a year ago. He looked like he was going to be a perfect fit. So does DeBrusque go back there and Hall on the wing? Krejci to Disher. Can this rejuvenate Hall? He wanted to go there last summer. Hall. He's he's not two goals bad. He's no, not. Exactly he isn't. But the price is, you know, I feel for Kevin. He holds half the money. He has to take Bjork's salary, basically, so that the Bruins have cap space to get a defenseman, which they need it, and also for Hall. And and they get Lazar, who, what what's Lazar? He's a fourth-line plugger. That's what he is. They, he's Wagner. is what he, He's a younger Wagner is what he is for me. Okay. Um, Curtis, Lagar, Curtis Lazar has more goals than Taylor Hall does, boys. Yeah, but he's but he's a fourth line plugger for me. If, he's a, he, listen, he's a he's a worker bee. There's no question about that. The the story yeah. I got was there were no other teams pushing other than I the interest it. of the Boston Bruins. And you know, it's debatable if Edmonton Oilers just made a courtesy call or they really actually thought that uh, there might be a place, but John you, you you know that organization well. It never got that close, did it? Never did. Um, and whether that was the price that uh, that Kevin Adams was asking, or they didn't feel there was a fit. You know, the, the biggest issue in in Edmonton right now, because the you know they 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 only have really one player on LTIR, and that's Oscar Kleffbaum. Uh, their 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 issue right now is if it's cash in, it's cash out. Yeah. And and one of the reasons, let's face it, one of the reasons why Buffalo is getting rid of Hall, they don't want to pay him anymore. They don't want to pay, or at least they don't want to pay him the the two oh million dollars that's left on on his contract, and they're you know, still going to have to pay a little bit again. Pay um, a little bit, yeah. Listen, it's Kevin Adams making the best of a bad situation is the way I I see it, and I, the story that I heard was Boston was only prepared to give up a third rounder. And then yep. they get shellacked by Washington and he bumps it up to a second and he says, take it or leave it, I'm going somewhere else. And we know there was a deal consummated. But it, and so, you know, yeah, maybe there, there there couldn't have been a whole lot of of love towards Taylor Hall to take him on because of how he's played. And also, whether you like it or not, and not, you know, everybody, I happen to like Taylor Hall as a kid, but I'm sorry, the reputation is taking a beating. I mean, 
Has he ever made the playoffs? Has he, you know, one year, one year, and has he contributed to helping a team get to the playoffs? I mean, look, he's got to, he's got to do something in this, in this short time here in Boston to, to salvage this career. My biggest, my, so there's no wonder there was no real, but, Love in, for him in, as far as a first who like who in their right mind would pay a first round pick for a guy that's having a year like that? No, no GM in their right mind with the value of a first. I'm shocked even at the Savard. I shouldn't be at the Savard and Felino first round picks. I'm sorry, but first round picks yeah, are going to be this, valuable this, in a flat cap era, boys. The saving grace out of all of this, out of and I look back at Taylor Hall's career, is for the first time he's surrounded by real winners. Yeah, yeah. Bergeron, Marchand, Krejci, McAvoy. Right? These guys, these guys know how to win. And maybe it's, I'm not really a, a centerpiece kind of guy. I'm not, I'm not the go-to guy on and off the ice. I'm not the star. I just can come in and score some goals, like a Phil Kessel, like a Glenn Anderson. Just leave me alone and let me just find my space and, and go to the other guys. Nick, yeah, I hope you're yeah, right. But that didn't I hope, happen I hope in you're right. Yeah, but there was an expectation in Buffalo. There, oh, there was a real expectation was, in Buffalo. Jack and, and Taylor, and they right. were going to reinvent the world. That's right. Yeah, there was, was no, a... no question about that. Uh, but, but I'll tell you what, Nick, if, if, if Taylor Hall can change his thinking, but he's. This is all on him now. On him to change his philosophy to understand that. Hey, by the way, I know I was a first first overall pick. I know I've made a lot of money. I know I won the Hart Trophy. But I'm a role player now. I am a role player. I'm not playing on the first line. I'm not even the. You know, I'm not. I'm not the best player on my team. You know, these are these are things that he's going to have to accept. Contribute to the Bruins and get a pretty good next contract wherever that is good good luck with him accepting that he's a role player like no no but but, but Doug, surely to God, I, they're I, not going to say I, we, we're, we're, you're going to be a role player for us no no we need you to score goals for us that's what we need we need you to be a goal scorer okay, so you you're going to put him on the power play ahead of Marshan? no but we need him to score goals five on five and you oh, need him you to gonna, score are, goals are play, and are, he'll get plenty of power play time there He'll he'll play the second unit, so he'll get plenty of power play time. But he's not a role player there. He's a goddamn goal scorer, and that's what you got to get from hey, him. Listen, that's why they got him. They'll they'll put they'll 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 stick Pasternak on with him to get him going. I'm telling they you, to. they're they're going to do whatever they can to get this guy going. So I mean, it's what, a good gamble, I guess. Is it? Is it a good gamble for the Bruins? I think I guess it is. To me, I thought it was either going to be Hoffman. Or him. That's who I thought it would be. And then St. Louis sort of yeah. jump in there. Well, the Boston Bruins uh, are still looking for D, uh, from what I'm hearing. Just on the Mike Riley, guys, uh, he's, he's, this is his fourth team. And you give up a third rounder for a guy that's on four teams in, in the last four. I, everybody's saying what a steal Taylor Hall was. I thought that was an expensive pick for Mike Riley. But they're in a position now where they need some help. Uh, Goligoski is a guy that I hear the Boston Bruins are targeting. Mm-hmm. In, in, in Arizona's and in, Arizona's now 
I mean, for the last three weeks, we Arizona was going to be the Cinderella story, and they were going to squeeze their way into the fourth position in that division. Well, they're not going to. St. Louis is going to be there ahead of them. I wouldn't be surprised if San Jose is ahead of them before the play, before the regular season ends. And so, another another team that is very cash conscious right now has got to find a way to get rid of dollars. And they're going to find a way to get rid of money. And there's going to be a ton of pressure on Bill Armstrong to get rid of more money, I think. Um, yeah, and, I mean, the Bruins, and, and, and even with the Bruins doing that, are they still going to be in contention in that division? When you look at the Islanders, you look at Washington, I mean, are they going to be in contention there? I mean, Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh... People aren't big in, in love with Carter now, but if the Bruins get, or I should say, if the Pens get, if the goaltending holes up and Carter comes in and can be a third line, plug a hole and get healthy with Zucker and, you know, Kappen and healthy, all of a sudden in McCann, all of a sudden you got three decent lines there and a plugger line. They're not that bad Pittsburgh all of well, a sudden, I, you know? I, I, I Mid thirties guys, Eric Stahl and uh, Jeff Carter, but we we like Carter coming in being more in an impact than Eric Stahl in Montreal, right? Well, he, like he, I watched you know, Eric Stahl the other night, and um, a shot on goal would be nice. The Carter one's an interesting one. It, 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 to me, it all goes back to what he brings. It's not as if they need another champion. Dressing room, but he does bring a, a, a level of stability for a for a guy who's going to play what on a, a guest on the third line. A lot of this depends on how quickly Malkin comes back too. Right. Exactly. You know, will Will he be back for the playoffs? You hope he's going to be back for the playoffs. Um, Jeff Carter, I, gosh, I, 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 that's a that's a gamble I like. That's a gamble I like if you think you you can you can win. You know, the one thing I haven't talked about in Boston is t- tell me what's going on in goal. You know, I mean, Rask is close to coming back. Halak's on the COVID, uh, the COVID list. I mean, Vladar have been the two goalies for the last two weeks. Yeah. And you know you that's think... that's one of the reasons why they're they're in a bit of trouble. The and... other hey, quick question. Sure. So Riley goes from Ottawa to Boston. Dorian gets a third round pick for Riley, and then he picks up Victor Mete on waivers today. Mete actually might play tonight against Winnipeg. Um, would you rather have Mete or Riley? Well, based on how they played this year, you would say you'd rather have Riley. If you would have said it a year ago, I would have rather had Mete. Yeah. You know. So, so if I give you, if I, um, so I get Mete for free in theory. Yeah, and a third round pick. I think I've done okay. I think I've done okay. I think yeah, there's still uh, upside on Mete. There I is, so. and so do I. too too much too soon in Montreal. He came yeah. out of the gate great, and there were some nights he was playing 18, 20 minutes early, but and it was just too much. And and look, don't forget they moved Coburn out of there too, Ottawa. You know, a guy that you know really is is for me is basically done. I mean, he's a depth guy for the playoffs, but. To me, you know, to move him out and put another puck mover on their back end is a plus. They liked Riley. They liked Riley in Ottawa. You know, he had a good year. Now they're trying to move Good Branson for another piece. The 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 one thing that 
is going back to Buffalo for a minute. That would be very disconcerting to me would be very concerning to me would be the fact that Olmark is not signed and word is that he may test free agency. Well, since this guy has come back from his injury and the coaching change, the Sabres have actually played pretty hard and Olmark at 30 to 40 saves a night with a 917 save percentage at what, 26, 27 years of age. That's an important guy that they got to get signed. Okay. First of all, Every year, I don't care, pandemic or, or not, there's always one or two teams that, on house money, ends up looking really good to end the season. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, whatever that is. Well, it's all Mark is what it is. It's all Mark. And, and good on it. Maybe it helps them sell some more tickets next year uh, on, on the hope. But a disaster year. But all Mark's at an age now where he's looking for a three, four, five-year deal, he will get it. He will get it. Yeah. The only question is, is now Buffalo in a position to pay him? And I would think under the circumstances of lack of feel-good stories, why wouldn't you get this done before the trade deadline? Just lock him up. That's my point. or have they agreed? Or do they have a deal in principle? And are just saying, okay, we've got a deal in principle, and now let let me try to get rid- clean up the rest of this garbage that well, I have here, and then. What, what was announced? What was announced that I just saw was that he is not going to sign and will not sign before this is over, and he is planning on testing free agency this summer. Now that we know that can change, but that's what the word was this morning. So let's hope that. Buffalo can get this guy signed. I, I, they got a good kid in in Rochester that's going to be a, a looks like he's going to be an NHL goaltender, and you know, Allmark to me has been pretty damn good. And I, I just, I, I would hate if the Buffalo Sabers have to go looking for a number one goalie this summer. That will not be an easy task if they don't get Allmark signed for me. Anyway, I, 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 I agree. I was shocked that they were actually thinking of shopping him and not trying to sign him because he's, he does have enough potential to, you have to at least have some strength somewhere. Don't you? When you're, when you build a, a team again. Yeah, exactly. All right. So. A lot of Leaf fans are wondering if uh, Felino's the missing piece to a Stanley cup run, uh, run. We'll get into that. Uh, are you guys here in uh, Gavrikov, uh, Columbus, maybe moving to Winnipeg. That, that seems to be out there. I've got a source yeah. telling me that uh, that's a possibility. That's a good move for Winnipeg if they can get him. You, you like yeah. him a lot, Mac? I like him a lot, and I think it's a real – I know I really want them to get Savard. It wouldn't surprise me they'll get Savard in the offseason. But Gabrikov is a really good fit. Let's not forget, he was a real important shutdown guy last year against Toronto and Tampa as well in the past. So I, I like that. I We've said many times Winnipeg needed a defenseman desperately bad to compete with the Leafs. Um and Edmonton and whoever in the uh, in the north, uh, I think that's a solid, reasonable price pickup. To me, uh, I don't think we Big, can doubt him. Guy. But but yeah. for what though? What are you giving up? How much are you giving up? You know Chevy. You know Chevy, Shanny. What do you think he's giving up? Not <laughs> not enough. <laughs> well, he's always close. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, listen, at, at the end of the day, they're going to need something. They want to shut down and, and come through the north and beat a team that we're going to talk about right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, 
somebody's going to have to shut down Matthews and Marner. Somebody's going to have to get in their way. Yeah. yeah and, and I'm that, telling you. I mean, you. That, that, that's, the, that's the biggest issue with, with – I mean, that's why David Savard was supposed to end up in Winnipeg. And I, I think yeah. that the uh, ship that obviously Kevin and, uh, and Yarmo Kekalainen had earlier in the – I think they had hoped that that would carry over. But yeah. uh, I don't think that they were prepared to do the financing and give up what exa- what, uh, what Toronto was prepared to give up for, for David yeah. Well, Gavrikov would be uh, a, a cheaper alternative. We we agree yeah, with that, sure. right? I would think so. A much cheaper, I would Okay. Think. And plus, Tampa desperately wanted Savard. Desperately wanted Savard. Okay. We feel the Toronto Maple Leafs had targeted Nick Foligno. Perfect guy. Pushback, playoffs for the, for the Leafs. I think it was a few years ago. Nick Foligno called out the Toronto defense as being uh, soft as baby doo-doo. I, I don't think that's the, the right, the, the quite the right quote, but he certainly sent that message a few years ago, and now he's, he's in a position to help them try to win a Stanley Cup. It ended up being a, uh, a first-rounder and two-fourths. The Leafs' cupboard, when it comes to draft picks now, the next year and 2022, a little bare than before, but they got to. This is the time, correct? He, he, th- this would be my. To me, if you rate it, Felino as a player, to me, he's better, a little bit better than an NHL regular today. A little bit better than an NHL regular. But I, when I, you add. Explain. Him, explain. Well, what, what is a regular? To, well, he he you got to say you've got a, an NHL regulars rated at a 4 and a top top NHL regular is a 5. I got him as a 4 and a half, okay? He's not an impact player to 6. He's not a franchise player to 7. So, I've got him as an NHL regular a little better than that. But what he makes up for it in is how hard he plays. He doesn't score a lot. I think he'll score with this top six. I think he'll chip in some important God. goals with this top six. Th- this guy. And he's got balls the size of elephant balls. John, I'm going to get you in here. But this guy could score He could score 12 goals in 20 games. He can score zero in 20 games. Yeah. He, is, he is streaky. But now, John, correct me if yeah, I'm he, wrong. Mac, but is you this, just said top six. Is this... Is this not yeah. a trade that Leafs I didn't hear fans... you, Shanny. Shanny cut out there. What did he say? Said top six. Yeah, I don't. He shouldn't be, but that's where he'll John, probably play. Leaf fans want to see this guy light it up with Tavares and Nylander. Exactly. That's what that's that's what, that's what they want. Uh, yeah, I may you know you guys are the experts. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, uh, you know, I don't. Tavares has played That's his best true. hockey. Yes, I know. John Tavares has played his best hockey with Nylander and Galchenyuk. His best hockey is a Maple Leaf. Why you would even want to touch that chemistry when Nylander comes oh, off the COVID John, list? John, you know what? I, 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 I disagree. I, I, well, no, it's fine. You can disagree. But 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 see, to me, where, where Nick fits in is... I mean, on the third line, I would put him on the third line. Get, create the, the one thing that the one thing the Maple Leafs. It's funny. Winnipeg is always talking about we need depth to work against the the Maple Leaf forwards. What Winnipeg 
Winnipeg has the deepest forward group in hockey league, in my opinion. And so that's what I think the Maple Leafs are trying to match up. They're trying to create some depth situations. I, I, I think in the end with the Felino acquisition, it probably takes Wayne Simmons out of the market. So it takes Wayne Simmons out of the lineup more well, than it, it does. I'll take Thornton out of the lineup for me. Based I, on how I was, I was actually, but, I was actually told yesterday Simmons more than Thornton. So, but, but, but here's, here's the thing. Like, you think back to the World Championship, and Darren Millard just br- uh, brought this to my attention. He said, I mean, let's not forget, Felino played with Matthews at the World Championship. And and they and Matthews had a hell of a world tourney with, with Felino on his wing. So is there some – or does Galchenyuk move up there with how he's played? But there seems to be – they think he may fit into the top six. I don't have him as a top six forward. I, I'm with Shanny. But – but they may put him there and try him there. And they paid a first and two fourths for him. You typically don't pay a first and two fourths That's for right. a That's third right. line guy. But, but what, what is clear is that they're, they've really covered themselves because they love throwing out that he can play anywhere in the lineup. And that I agree with. But I don't see, I, I see foot speed maybe being an issue. To, to stay in a top four or five scenario. I'm with Mac. Where I see his value, guys, third line center. That's where I see his value. A shutdown role. I'm not we, sure. We, we do I'm agree. not sure he can he can score and he like I said, he can be streaky and maybe he can get on a run here. But I see that third line centerman role for him in a shutdown role here that they have. So you're, 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 you're replacing Kerfoot. I'm replacing Kerfoot. And if if he can get something going with Engvall, uh, Mikhailov, uh, then, then that works for me. But he, that's, that's where I see it. If, if we're putting Gilchenyuk on a third line to check the Winnipeg Jets and shut them down, then but, book book your tea times but, right now. But but just a minute, you're going to win the Stanley Cup with Galchenyuk in your top six. That's Mac, a question that, too, boys. I don't care how well he's played. I've heard this. I've heard this about how great he played in Montreal, in Pittsburgh, in Phoenix. He had third. Let's not forget he was a thirty goal scorer in Montreal, if I'm not mistaken. It looked like he was going to be a start. So the question is, is he going to keep it up at playoff time? I don't know. I hope for their sake he does. Funny, we had this, it's, it's ident- to me, it's identical to the conversation you had with Taylor Hall. Knowing what his role is with the Boston Bruins, around Bergeron, around, around Marchand. You, you put Galchenyuk around Tavares, Matthews, Marner, who... You know, nobody mentions, I'm not moving Hyman off of that. I'm not touching that first line in Toronto, ever. Touching it. But they've touched it all year. Uh, Thornton's been there three quarters of the time. I just, I'm not telling you, you got 16 games, just you know, stick those guys and let them play together the rest of the year. Yeah. So all of, a, all of a sudden, Galchenyuk, rather than trying to be something he isn't, rather than thinking he's the cock of the walk, all of a sudden he fits in. And, and all I know is that, John Tavares has never, and I, I'm sorry to repeat myself, I feel like Mac for sure, um, is 
he Tavares has never been better as a Maple Leaf, and it's and it's because he's got Elander. So so where's John, Thornton? His, his where's Thornton? You said that that you were told yesterday Thornton's going to be the guy. He he has been with Matthews and them a lot. Now he's dropped mm-hmm. to the third line. He's dropped. So where does Thornton? Thornton fits in on the fourth line with Spezza. Where does he fit in? Yeah, We've got, we we all got Felino. What we got? We got Thornton on the wing. Well, that's what I mean. Where does Play, he fit in on the fourth line? With Spezza as a fourth line in the Santa Cup playoffs, Spezza, Thornton, and and who? Simmons is the fourth line. Simmons, I think they're gonna. I think they choose between Simmons and Felino in the end. For for bodies, because I mean Alex hasn't been a disaster. Guys, you got Mikhailov and you know and and the younger players that I mean have a ton more speed than all, all these I, all these old guys. All I know one thing for sure is that if it's Winnipeg versus Toronto and you go down the middle and Austin Matthews is still one of the hottest players in the world going into that series. Tell me who gives Toronto the advantage up the middle when you go Shifley, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Adam Lowry. And then, oh, on the back end, um, we'll, we'll stick Hellebuck uh, to, to, to back it right up the middle of the ice. Like where, where's where Matthews, Tavares, and Kerfoot against that middle? Pierre Luc Dubois shut down Austin uh, uh, Austin Matthews last year. Pierre Luc Dubois did a good job. That if he does anything like he did last season, that's where it's going to get really tricky for the Leafs. But so Felino. Is gonna like I like the pickup. We all like the pickup, and and give Dubas credit for the Felino pickup. I like it. It's gonna be very interesting where he fits in. Is he gonna be a third line guy? Is he gonna move up and down? Hyman's been on the first line. He's been on the third line. He's been on the first line. He's been on the third line. So it'll be interesting to see. All I know is Matthews right now, with all due respect to Connor McDavid, these two guys are dominating. I I thought Matthews was going to be a real good player in the league. I'm sorry. I didn't think he was going to be a superstar with the shot selection this guy has Did got. Did you miss his first game of his career? Did I, you no, miss I that? Saw, we all saw lots of guys score. I mean, not a lot of guys, but lots of guys <laughs> score in their first game and don't score again. He, he, has, been a, he has been so – I didn't expect him to be this good this fast. I'm sorry. Maybe you two geniuses did. But I didn't expect him to be. I've watched him grow the last few years, but I'm telling you right now, he's playing at another level. John, Felino's a nice pickup. John, John, that's an you. You didn't see after his fourth fourth goal in his first NHL game. uh, You know, we thought he'd be a 20 goal scorer, right? Uh, Yeah, before all the All Star break. (laughs) Is is he is he better than Connor McDavid, Shanny? Wait till this answer, Boy, Kippy. Yeah. I'd like to hear this answer. You're the host now. <laughs> I didn't hear him. He went mute. John, you're coming Not. in and out a little bit, but his answer was no. Oh, okay. Okay. That That's a tricky one. Okay. Um, I have to compete with Mac. I have to come in loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, did we did we talk about Kulikov uh, in, in, in Edmonton? Nope. 
Oilers get Dmitry Kulikov from uh, New Jersey for a conditional third round. It becomes a or a fourth round. It becomes the third round if they get to the second round of the playoffs. So, I, I, are they still shopping? Is Ken Holland in a position where he wants to challenge the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, out of the North? Uh, I, I think he wants to uh, be very conservative in doing what he's trying to do without compromising what he needs to do in the offseason. So one of the biggest challenges Kenny has to do, I think, is to try to convince the whole market. You know, you, you want to be good for 10 years, not for one year. And there's there's a, a really competitive hockey town and, and there's an impatience. A tremendous impatience because it's been a long time. One appearance since 2006. Um, you know, are we wasting Connor's time with his deal? Are we wasting Leon's time with his deal? Well, Ken's, this is now Ken's, I mean, based on the pandemic, this is, I guess, Ken's second full off season coming up. And he's going to finally have the ability to control a little bit of the cap space that had four or five years so i think he's trying to buddy down trying to placate to a certain extent and then at the same time saying listen we're going to have tons of money we're going to have over 20 million dollars in the off season we're going to spend properly we're going to use our judgment we have a group of young defensemen that can make a difference in the long run but let's not blood right now during the pandemic when you can't put people in the building and make a ton of money are, so are they're, you... they're going to have twenty million minus if they sign Nugent Hopkins. Are they going? Are they going to sign but Ryan that, Nugent Hopkins? That puts it at fourteen if they I, do that. I I I think the bigger question is you, you really have to sign Adam Larson and Darnell Nurse. Exactly. Well, so so, the, so that becomes nurse, the real challenge. Is Nurse yeah. in a position now to eat up almost half of it? Is he exactly. Norris like? Is he? I want my eight or nine million a year. And and then you haven't even started to talk about a goaltender yet, which oh, is going to eat sudden, up some. So 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 you, you, I think I think Kenny would sit here and say, "Well, now you're using my rationale as not to overspend now." Yeah, yeah. It's to do, well, it's I got not over, that it's I not have over, to put in place. It's not overspend. I, my my question is: of the twenty million, how much is he going to have to change his team when he if if he's going to sign Nugent Hopkins if he's got to set aside money for nurse long-term and he's got to get the other defenseman signed and he's got to find a goaltender. That pretty well eats up your 20. You, you may be right, Doug. You know, right. Which is tough. You may be right. That's, it seems like that's with every, everybody's got that problem. It seems. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's guarantee that we're, that's still not with the guarantee that there are people in the building next year. Yeah, exactly. Let's keep it in Alberta and the Calgary flames. Oh. Uh, I look at uh, a third rounder for David Riddick to Toronto, and I think if I'm Brad Tree Living, I, I did pretty good here. I am not a Riddick fan. If the Leafs get to Riddick in the playoffs, uh, they're in big trouble. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's kind of a strange scenario that you need to give up a third rounder for – a guy that won't dress for you and sits in the stands as an insurance policy. What did they pay for Dubnik in uh, in Colorado? 
did I they think pay was, that much? No, 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 they did not. Um, there may have been a couple of pieces in there, Mac, but I want to say yeah. offhand, we'll, we'll we'll look it up. But I want to yeah. say a fifth, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that's, your your thoughts on, on a that's third all round he is is an yeah, insurance it's, uh, policy. Twenty twenty one fifth and uh, defenseman Greg Patronin. No pattern. Pattern, yeah. pattern, pattern, pattern. But they Thanks, and Jordan. they and they, they they needed to get rid of pattern because they had already acquired they they got Patrick Nemeth back from Detroit. They needed, so the they needed to move yeah. a defenseman. They needed the money for that anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so if that if that's the deal, there's there's a couple of scenarios. Uh, one that I heard today was there Calgary will blow this up. Oh well. Um, it, to blow it up is, is talking Monaghan, Goudreau, Giordano. Um, somebody mentioned to me, one of the reasons Markstrom was let go and not re-signed in Vancouver, there was questions as to, could this guy stay healthy? Could this guy stay healthy? Has that ever been discussed at West Shanty that you've heard? I mean, we know he's missed time this year. We know he had injury problems, and that's when Demko jumped in last year. He's always been a pretty durable guy, but somebody mentioned to me this morning that Vancouver might have been concerned about that. Mentioned was as if he gets overworked, mm-hmm. tired, he tends to wander and create situations where he's got he ends up running into people. You know, and that's exactly what happened earlier in the season when he was out for the four or five games is that when his mind, when he gets physically tired, he also gets mentally tired and it affects his game. And I think that that's the one thing the Canucks did find out. Uh, there was somebody from their organization that told me that. That um, happened to me last night when I was walking the dog. I slipped really? on the pa- a pavement and hurt my back. So I, my mind was wandering too. I think the wine helped it was wander it, just a touch it, you too. Sl- you slipped on the ice, didn't Are you? No, I slipped on the goddamn stuff on the pavement. What's it called? You know, the gravel. The, no, like the leaves what? and things, algae or something <laughs> on the pavement. You know? You're worse than Craig Button and pickleball now. I what know. do you guys have a contest? Who could get hurt more? Greg. Craig Button's a next. Craig Button should no one. Craig Button he should wear a, a shield when he plays pickleball. <laughs> we'll get him a a visor, a helmet, get him and a, visor. a visor for pickleball. Oh my goodness! Well, we I'm hope kidding. he's. I like Craig. We hope he's uh, healing well on his uh, TSN show right now. Uh, as they, it's as a they tough sport, up. man. It is a tough sport. Uh, Calgary, John Johnny Gaudreau. You mentioned him. Uh, I think July 1st, he was, uh, his trade list goes down to five teams. By the way, boys, but just a a quick thing. uh, There's a lot of talk this week about uh, Alex Iafalo re-signed in LA rather than being traded for $16 million over four years. Uh, We missed that, Shani. What did did Shani say? He signed in LA for 16 over four. Yeah, it's done. Okay. Yep. Pierre Good, yeah. LeBron just reported it about uh, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the official release rather than crediting the Pierre LeBron. So just for the record. <laughs> All right. 16 million uh, for uh, I follow a good player, but probably in a normal world could have gotten 
five times five, you know, when you look at that Dandenov deal. But I would think that uh, knowing that you don't really know what we're going to look at here in UFA, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we only had three or four deals last year that went four years and beyond. And I'm thinking Petrangelo. I'm thinking uh, Tori Krug offhand. Um, maybe one more and to Foley. That was it, guys. Was the it, rest. What did what did Tanoff get in Pittsburgh? Was that last year, or was that two years ago? No, no. Tanoff last year was uh, six times four, I think, as well. So right, six not, years not times many. four million. No, yeah. no. I'm sorry. It was uh, no. It was not six. No, no, he didn't get six million. Six, six years. Six years at four million, wasn't it? Okay, boys, that's my phone. It's the hotline. John, be be well. Do us proud. Did he go? Did he just leave? He is yeah, he's gone. gone. He's gone. Yeah. But he's going to stay John. in our screen. He's going to stay in our video while he's doing his show, I guess. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> that will add for some God. good comedy here. Can we knock him out of the picture oh right now God. while he's doing that? Yes, I will knock him out of the picture. <laughs> John was fantastic. There, there is Teddy Roosevelt right there. Look, that's Teddy Roosevelt in the White House. Look at that picture. <laughs> <laughs> the thumbs up. I love it. I love it. Matt, would it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't surprise you to uh, know for sure that uh, if Calgary does make some major changes, they they got to start at the top, right? Well, start at the top as far yeah. as players or management. Yeah, as far as as far as their 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 high end players. That's yeah. that's that's where the finger get gets pointed. So, hey, listen, as far as the top in terms of management, there's there's a lot of people believe that you know Brad Tree, Tree Living will have a hard time you know making it back to regroup this team. Um, I don't know uh, if you think that that sounds right. If it's fair or it, can he can he. Can he take? Uh, can he survive? Can he survive this? Well, you know, Daryl. Daryl's got the. You know, it depends what Daryl wants to do to a degree as well. I mean, Daryl was a general manager for a long time. Is he gonna? Is he gonna want to do that? I can't imagine Daryl wants to do it, but I guarantee you, he's going to be heavily involved. If Brad survives, he'll be heavily involved with Brad in player personnel decisions. I've got to believe that. Yeah, yeah. But there's, but look, in the Goudreau. Few, there's a few the Goudreau. I was just going to say, Mac, there's a few that suggested that uh, Craig Conroy uh, could be in a situation to, uh, to be the next guy if they make a change. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I know Craig a little bit. I mean, he's been assistant for a while. I mean, he's a, he's a good, solid guy, yeah. I'm sure. So, look, I, I like Brad, I, and I hope he survives. But it, this is a tough time. Giordano is, is there. He's got another year to you. He'll, he should finish his career there. Yeah. But, look, for me, it starts with Jordano, uh, Monaghan and Goudreau, but they've got to figure out this back end. I mean – they need somebody. If Giordano's going to be in your top pair, you need somebody. I I like Anderson. I like Valimaki, but, but they're too not much, ready. They're too not much ready. too soon, right? They're, yeah, they're not ready to be the right hand guy. Tanif is there. You like Tanif, but they yeah. they and still it was a, need a number one two defenseman. In my opinion, a number one two defenseman to take this team 
to an, to a level that is, yeah. will be acceptable. And that was, you know, it was a four year deal, Mac, at eighteen million, a little over four million dollars uh, on four. the on the tan of deal. Yeah. Okay. Calgary, four years at so four and a half or something. Yeah. Four point two five, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. But uh, to my point, though, that uh, you know, full circle here, I follow uh, gets his four year deal term is always going to be a challenge from here here on end in a in a flat cap mac for the next three four five years yeah yeah so all right where do you want to jump to it's uh what else you like to talk about uh in terms of uh you know what's going on out there you want to talk joe has something he wants to chime in on i was going to say maybe we should look at tampa bay and what they did with the savard acquisition but go ahead joe yeah, no, more just wanted your guys' thoughts overall on uh, the Toronto goalie situation with uh, Frederick Anderson on IR. Obviously, they make yeah. that trade for Riddich, uh, with just how well that Campbell's been playing. Uh, what do you guys think that means uh, for like the status of Anderson overall? Are they just yeah. kind of getting some depth here right now, or what does this mean for Toronto? I've, I've, uh, I said this a while ago, Mac, uh, that the, the moment I saw Jack Campbell in, uh, he was the guy. And not necessarily when when they brought him over, but they were grooming him uh, to take over, and that's where it's heading, and that's their best case scenario. And they 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 watch uh, and say goodbye to Frederick Anderson. All all David Riddick did for the Toronto Maple Leafs is cover Kyle Dubas's ass. So if in fact uh, they lose, that that was taken care of that no one can come back and say you never did anything about your goaltending situation uh i'm not a riddick fan uh, can he come in and win yeah he's done it before i mean he's he's shown he can be a good nhl goaltender and that still may be the case but i i i probably would have gone to two or three different places before I got into the headspace of David Riddick after a horrific season in Calgary. You know, the Jack Campbell has been spectacular. Um, we've seen guys have runs of 10 to 12 games before. The playoffs are a whole different story with pressure. Uh, you like to see Campbell be able to run with it. Hopefully he can run with it. But this is a short, this is a short window to 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 go into a playoff with a guy that has played 10 or 12 has 10 or 12 wins i and i that's he has been real good he deserves all the credit in the world but you're going into a playoff and you're going against Carey Price, Hellebuck or whoever and and your goaltender has never had a run at playoff time. That that's a little unnerving, and I hope Jack can do it. He certainly has shown that he can do it in the regular season. And plus, with the game breakers they have up front, it's a little better. Like the other night, he gives up. What was it against Ottawa? Was it six five or seven six in the Ottawa game? Uh, six five final. I think he gave up five for the first time. He gave up four for the first time. And he's been good. He's been very good. So. It, you, you, but you're going against Price. We don't know what Price is going to be. We everybody say says he's the best in the world, and everybody loves Hellebuck. You certainly it, it it's and the pressure and goaltending in the playoffs is at a whole nother level, whole nother level. Have we got Mr. Shannon back? 
we do. I'm just getting him ready to bring him back on the All show right. right now. He's uh, he's, okay. he's with us. John, do you hear us? I guess he does not hear us, but we see him. Maybe play like pictogram, charade, something I like that. I don't know. Mac, Mac would say he's never sounded better. No, he's <laughs> terrific. Keep it like this. It's perfect. <laughs> I don't know. So, sometimes I really wonder about, about you guys, how much you chirp each other. But how much? You you got to think he's 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 on mute right now. I don't think he hears us either, though. So um, I'm going to try to. Uh, oh, he looks good. This is a special treat. I'm going to remove John from the call. I'm going to. Joe, will you remove him from the call, call and I'll turn my camera on. Thank you. All right, we'll we'll work on that. Good night, Shanny. All right. In, in the meantime, uh, Mac, uh, if the playoffs Tampa were to, Bay. what's that? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Whatever you were saying, you're the host. Uh, I was going to say, if the playoffs started today, uh, we'd assume that we'd see a Toronto Montreal series. Yeah. And Montreal doesn't seem primed to uh, give the Leafs a legitimate run here. Does that? Put some pressure it, it, on in the next uh, hour or so for for Bergevin. If if they don't if they don't if Ducharme doesn't come up and company come up with a strategy, and we've seen this happen time and time in playoffs, if they don't come up with a strategy as to how they're going to contain Matthews and Marner, they don't have a chance to beat them. And coming up with a strategy to beat. To, to handle Matthews and Marner in today's game with the rules the way they are is, is challenging. But we've seen it happen. We saw Columbus do it. We've seen teams do it in the past at playoff time. Marner and Matthews are playing as well as they've ever played. Um, so can they contain them? That's you, the question. You, and that's you, what you're looking for when they say, do they have the defense? number one that's capable of we know down the middle they're not good enough to contain them but are they good enough on the blue line and goaltending what would you do now uh you know so many teams taking advantage of uh long-term ir uh, gallagher's money's off you bring him back when it uh, won't matter why wouldn't they go out and get a guy like raquel out of anaheim right now but is raquel what they need to beat toronto well, they need goals they need goals. They need goals, but I, I think a, I think they need a more of a defender type of guy. I mean, is that back end? It should be. It ha, it's dropped off a little, but it's pretty solid group there. Um, is it good enough to handle the Matthews Mariner combination? I don't know. I, I I don't know that Raquel's the answer. I mean, he's a good player. I would love to see them add a a better blue liner, yeah. but. You know, to me, That's, Savard. I see. Here's our problem. I had. I said Winnipeg needs Savard. I said Montreal needs Savard. I thought Toronto. I don't think Toronto's defense is is going to hold up. I would be concerned about that. I know they didn't do anything. They probably won't. I thought they should have added a blue liner there. They 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 should. Yeah. I, and and Tampa. I didn't. You know, I knew they wanted Savard, but I didn't think they wanted him as bad. And then I heard the other day they really wanted Savard. That's the only move they wanted to make was Savard. Mac, I, I'd be, I'd be more comfortable if the Leafs got like Mark Stahl. Yeah. You know, they need it. Yeah. I just I, I, uh, Good Branson to me. 
Even good Branson. Give me depth. Give They're me, looking for depth. Give me a, a, a five, six, seven. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Just in case if I'm the Leafs, Muzzin goes down, Paul goes down. That's there the concern. So right. That's the concern. There's Shanny. Shanny's back. Yeah, Shanny's audio back. He had my uh we got the Shanna plan back on real kipper at noon how brilliant were you on edmonton radio john do you hear us do i hear you perfect Perfect. how much of our stuff did you use on edmonton Radio? yeah how much did you credit us um you you might have doug and nick if you only hear me that's kind of odd so um do you have them muted did you select them to mute them perchance tried to mute them for 10 years i haven't, haven't succeeded no. You're good now? Kipper, he could hear me, but he can't hear you or Doug, unfortunately. Yeah. John, can you hear me? <laughs> Just tell Shanny to go off on one so of his tangents. Doug now? Tell, tell Shanny to go off on one of his tangents and tell us everything he knows. Uh, check, check. Do you hear us? You. Do you hear Doug? Test Shanny. Test Shanny. This man was the executive producer of Hockey Night in Doug, Canada. I don't hear and look where we've taken him right now. So um, you must have, you must have really muted. Shanny, make on you're in the truck. Of <laughs> Doug, just give me a second here, Doug, please. Damn thing. Uh, Shanny, if you just hover your mouse over Doug and Kipper, if you highlight them, you should be able to unmute them. Okay. Oh, we just lost Shanny. No, he's, he's still here. I still hear him. Okay. Okay. Mac, um... The Leafs should be shopping, eh, for one more defenseman. I really, I really think they should be. And I mean, look, you mentioned if you lose a Muzzin, you lose a Hall. God forbid you lose a Morgan Riley or a Brody, TJ. or you know, you know. Interesting uh, with Dallas kind of being on the outside looking in. Uh, how good are they? How much noise can they make? Would you move Jamie Alexiak, Mac? Uh, been linked to Montreal uh, with Toronto. I, I would think that would be a hefty price. I, I think it's a even price as a rental. I think it's a price when you see the prices that people have paid. But Alexiak to me would be a a real solid defender to pick up. You know that can be in your five. You know he could be a four to six. You'd rather him be in five six, but he. He's a big body that can handle people down low. We know it becomes more of a vicious game at playoff time. Um, I, I just think it's Toronto, just to protect themselves like they did with Riddick, I, I think I, I, I'm kind of surprised they haven't moved on that yet. And, you know, they've, they've done, you know, obviously the Felino pickup was a major focus. Okay, guys, sorry to cut you off here for a second. Uh, I'm going to put a uh, little video on the screen for about 30 seconds, get John back in the call, and hopefully we will be good to go. See you soon. All right. And to fix whatever was going on, like you used to fix it at CBC for Hockey Night in now, Canada. Now they just ask me to do things and I have to deal with it. Sorry about that delay, guys. We're back. Thanks for the support. Kipper? <laughs> I'm just enjoying all of it right now that the guys are back. So, John, if you were in the truck right now and, and Mac was talking too long, 
How quickly would you go to colored bars? Oh, no. The, the magic of television is, hey, Doug, uh, your mic's not working anymore. Sorry. I can't hear you. That's exactly. You hit the button and say, oh, something wrong with your mic, Doug. Start Shani, again. You know what? Shani did one of the greatest favors of my career. When I got fired this, in this, Florida. This, this, oh, okay, that one. When I got fired in Florida, Shani phoned me. I remember sitting poolside in Coral Springs, and I get a call from Shani, asked me if I wanted to work. And I went up, and he, he put me in the booth in the Montreal, was it the form in those yep. days, Shani? And the play-by-play guy was the infamous Dick Irvin. And I worked legend. the color. A legend. in Dick Irvin. And I worked the color, and Shani was in my ear the whole game. Or, well, he was sort of in charge. But it was just an honor to... And I, honest to God, I couldn't believe how tough a job it was when I just stepped the Saturdays in for us. I think you did, two, you did two Saturdays for us, I think. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't believe how tough it was to step into that role cold, cold turkey. And I, you know, I met, but anyway, it was, it was a real honor. Did, Dick, the happy, did, did you take Jill with you? Because that's Dick, when you're the, the most Dick, successful. the happiest person, when I phoned the house, the happiest person was Jill because Jill answered the phone and I said, uh, hi Jill, it's, it's John Shannon, Hockey Night in Canada. I'm going to take Doug away for you for a couple of weeks. Oh, thank God. You know, a hundred percent. She would say that. Shani, could you phone her today and tell her the same thing? <laughs> Actually, she was really enjoying that 30 seconds when the sign went up again. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move it out West a little bit here, guys. Uh, Janmark, uh, with the Vegas uh, Golden Knights right now, it cost him a second and a third with uh, with a fifth going back the other way. They needed help up the middle. It, as good as Vegas has been this year, it doesn't seem like they're overly comfortable with uh, Carlson and, uh, and Stevenson. Interesting, because I... I would have looked at their top 10 forwards and thought, wow, that's a pretty impressive group. Um, I I would be, is their defense good enough after you get by Petroangelo, Theodore, then you're into some young guys on that back end. I would be, I would be more, I, I, I would be a little, McNabb's a battler, but he's, to me, he's not great, but he's a battler. And, was it white bread? That's the kid. I mean, I, I, I thought their forward group was real strong, but they're you. Obviously, they're not happy with it. John, well, I, I mean, the, you know, there was a ton of stories this weekend that they were really trying to find a way to manipulate the cap. Um, uh, if Ryan gets left, could show up as yeah. the, the second there. Yeah, they were um, kicking tires there for sure. And and but let's face it. I mean, they've already played how many games this year with just 16 skaters? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they've, now, they've, spent to, they've spent to the ceiling and a bit more, and right now they, they can fathom. I mean, even if Anaheim kept half his salary, uh, I mean, that even if that was possible, I mean, that to me, is, that's what they were trying to do. Uh, I, I Really, I, I think it speaks to more than anything, the Stevenson injury, they need some. They needed some insurance, and when I mean, it's hard to believe 
out of the lineup, they were a lesser team. This was a guy that they basically got from Washington for what? I know. I thought he was going to be the four. I thought he's going to be a fourth line center. Well, and he and he's re, his value has really improved. So when yeah. when you look at what they what they needed to try to get to that next level, and let's face it, the next level is they got to go head to head with Colorado. Then they they needed some depth at center, and and uh, what what uh, Yanmark can do is he can Yanmark's a he's a Swiss Army knife. You know, I know he's not Swiss. Um, he's a Swiss Army knife. He can play at center. He can play on the wing. He can do lots for you. And but to me, it's a pure depth thing. It's not a more of a strength thing. And he's he's been a pretty good player at playoff time in the past. He's been a pretty solid. I mean, a, a, you know, middle to the bottom of the lineup type of guy. But he's been a a pretty solid contributor at playoff time. Yeah. Remember when he went from Detroit to Dallas, everybody thought he was going to be a home run. Right. Had picked off one of his best young prospects out of his old organization. Then he kept getting hurt. Yeah. And he kept getting hurt in Dallas. So I I think in the end uh, that that might be a that might be a good move. Again, all these short term things might be a good move for for Vegas just from a depth perspective. See, we everybody talks about the Coleman acquisition and the other acquisition they made, but if I'm not mistaken, they paid a huge price for those players. Was it not first round picks involved, or oh, was one Col- going back to Jersey? Coleman, Coleman, yeah. and, Coleman was, uh, was, was, and Foot, was Adam and, Go- and Goudreau was a big price out of yeah. San Jose, I believe. But, but, so but, but they, they were rentals, guys. Matt, they, they, they won the Stanley Cup. They weren't they rentals. Weren't, they weren't rentals, so they paid a bigger price. That's right. And you they got, really were important guys. You got two right. cracks at them to win cups, not one, That's two. Right. That's and right. that Big was difference. a huge, huge difference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time, you know, we thought that was very expensive. And we kind of rolled time. our eyes a little bit. Like, these guys aren't top players. You, sh- you should be paying – should be a, a Taylor Hall in his prime – as a UFA, as a first rounder, automatically not these guys, and yet they changed the marketplace. Yeah, big time. And, and they were like Jenny just said, they were instrumental. They were key, yeah. key players in those in that Columbus series and all the way through. John, we were speaking uh, while you went away about uh, the Leafs possibly adding one more D. I don't. It doesn't. There doesn't seem a sense for that. I can recall in in our game seven when we won the cup in New York, uh, our defense was a mess. Uh, Buka Boom was out, hurt. Uh, Leachy was hurting. Kevin Lowe was hurting. Uh, Jay Wells um, was battling. And Doug Litster was our best defenseman <laughs> in game yeah, seven. Seriously. I mean, then we watch Tampa Bay and Luke Shen's able to come in as a as a – like legitimate NHL type of guy. Shattenkirk, of course, was a star in other places. Hey, Luke Wachowski. Luke Wachowski had to come in and play for them. So so Tampa Bay goes out and gets a home run with, you know, Savard, but it's those 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 small little players that end up coming in and, and coming in and, and helping you out a lot. Is there well they end up is, getting Freddie Clayson? Tampa went and got Freddie Clayson out of San Jose today too. So purely as insurance, purely there, as insurance. There has to be a few teams thinking in this way. I, I would think Kyle Dubas still would want to add one more piece in case 
somebody went down. Like if they lose a top four defenseman and Dermot or Bogosian have to move into the top four, you would be you would be a little nervous. I would be. Now, I like Dermot. He's still a young kid. Bogosian's a quality veteran. But I, I don't want him playing 18 minutes in playoff time. No. So, and by the way, if, if you, we were talking about uh, Colorado getting Devin Dubnik earlier, they just acquired Carl Soderberg, too, from a uh, guy they know very well, Soderberg. They had signed him as a free agent from Boston. So they, again, getting a depth forward but, uh, for, the, for the playoffs. Isn't yeah, it that, was, that was always a, a third-line centerman, right? You, you know, you don't see it often where teams, you know, they bring Nemeth back, they bring Soderberg back, where they're bringing guys back because they know them and they, they know what they can do. But you don't see that a whole lot, that guys continually come back. I mean, you see with the odd guy, I guess. But Colorado, it's, it's, they, they, yeah. they, they feel pressure to win. They feel pressure to beat Vegas. Think well, that, that this speaks to this season, how strange this season is. Yeah, is that uh, you know you're. I don't think I think we're going to see teams limp out, and they always limp out of the second round of the playoffs. I think we're going to see teams limp out of the second round of the playoffs this year, worse than ever. They will have only played through that through rounds one and two, the same teams they've played all long. So we're going to see vicious, vicious physical hockey. Oh, listen, the, the, you know, we've talked in the past about the first round being maybe the best. This second round, think about the matches that you're going to see oh. potentially in the second round here out of the divisions. There's going to be some fantastic hockey in the second round. Like and, and, and there's going to be half the, teams, the half, half the teams that had expectations to go to a Stanley Cup final. Like jobs are going to be lost after the second round when you don't get out and you've made these commitments here. Yeah, it, it's going to be. Uh, it, it's I. I mean, the North to me has been disappointing. I I was very excited about the North, and it just hasn't. It hasn't grabbed me like I thought it would. Well, I was really excited. Every about team's it. battled Mac, except the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right, every struggled, team struggled, struggled, struggled. yeah, exactly. struggled. So it's sort of it's been disappointing for me from that perspective. But playoff time to me is going to be a whole different. We're going to see teams change dramatically. Can it? Can the Montreal Canadiens raise their game twenty percent? Can Can Edmonton? Can these teams raise their game? And can Toronto raise their game? You know what it's like at playoff time, Shannon. You've been around a hundred years. I mean. We see how it goes, the intensity level. And, Nick, you know it better. You've been on the ice. It changes at playoff time, the way guys compete. And I think we'll see it this year more than ever. Think about a Carolina-Tampa Bay, you know, second round. Like, that, that's a Stanley Cup final that we'd all love to see just based on how deep both these teams are. We are going to see... Uh... When when you think we're going to see, probably see, I mean, if we go top to top, we're going to see Islanders, Washington in one series, Carolina, Tampa in the next series, Vegas and Colorado. And I think, I think, I think Winnipeg and Toronto. Wow. I think those are going to be the four playoff series. Yeah. Like, and they're going to be fun to in watch. The second round. Is, you're, so that's the second round. That's chance. the second round. That's the that's conference final. 
That's unbelievable when you think about it. There, there's going to be four miserable organizations yeah. yeah, thinking that they should have been in a Stanley Cup final, if not win the Stanley Cup. Or get to the final four. Right? Right. And that's why you have to give, that's why you do have to give Dubas some credit. Because I, and, and by the way, and, and this is something I've said the last week, how good the Maple Leafs or the Jets are compared to the best teams in the other three divisions. How they? How does Toronto really match up against Tampa? We are going to get a pat. It's, it's, it's gonna hard be a when you never team. watched them this year. It is going to be. You know how does how does McDonough, Hedman, Chernak, Sergachev, goaltending match up against the Toronto Maple Leafs and containing their big offensive superstars? That is going to be, and that would make me nervous going up against that group uh, of defenders. But Toronto is going to be not easy to stop in the North Division, and if they get out of the North, they won't be easy. I mean, they're 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 a pretty talented group, and like you said, the Felino addition is a is a plus. Goaltending, I'm still a little nervous on that. Um, you know, I hope Jack can keep it going, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I just don't know. Toronto's goalie? Pardon? Chris, about Toronto's goaltending? Well, no, I, we talked about it when you were off uh, doing your interview. Like, it, I'm Jack Campbell has been the, an unbelievable story, but he's going to go into the playoffs with maybe 20 games, you know, this year under his belt and never really a lot of playoff experience. How is that going to change? I mean, right now you'd say Jack Campbell is as good as anybody in the league with the way he's played, but Big difference at playoff time. We've seen that with Freddie. Big difference at playoff time, the pressure. Okay, one team that uh, has certainly made noise this year, the Florida Panthers. Uh, and we saw Montour get traded there to fill in for Ekblad. A couple of years ago, we thought Montour was going to be, well, we didn't know how good he was, but we knew his, his ceiling could be really high. I'm not sure... We still felt that same way. The marketplace as a third-round pick that Florida gave up doesn't suggest that, uh, you know, he's in the, uh, the upper echelon of, of great defensemen, but still not a bad pickup under the circumstances. Did you guys like it? Um, I'm I'm a really conservative when it comes to this stuff. I I don't know. I mean, first of all, does that mean that they had no confidence in Anton Strawman, who was coming off the taxi squad to play that position? Um, you know, is it is Mont? I loved Montour for some reason. I loved Montour when he first got to the Ducks, but he seemed. I don't know why he's bounced around now. I don't. I, I thought he was better than this. Is there yeah. what's wrong with him? So some a lot of people have questioned his hockey sense. His, that that seems to be a bit of a concern. I think everybody loves the skating. Everybody likes the puck moving. You know the way he can jump. But I think people are a little nervous about his decision making at times. So I think when he gets to Florida with a good team and with a solid defense partner, it's hard to evaluate. When he was in Buffalo, you know we liked him in Anaheim, but they soured. Um, 
you know, with a solid partner, he he may be a different player. But that's been the question mark on him is his decision making. Rather than trading Scott Lawton, the Flyers signed him to a five-year deal. Interesting. Five five years at what? Three million, John? Yeah, five at fifteen million dollar total. So now, as disappointed as Buffalo fans are, I, I can it can it compare to the Flyers, who maybe had aspirations of of being in a Stanley Cup final? Can it even? Is it even close? twenty games? The first twenty games, we thought the Flyers were the real deal, and and uh, the, you know what happened in Philadelphia? It's 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 the age old issue of uh, putting too much pressure on a young goalie and ruined a goalie. Have they ruined a goalie? Like this is this is scary for them if that's the case because it's been going on, John, for twenty years, and if that if they have got to figure out how to get Carter Hart back where he was last year and the first, as you said, the first number of games this year. Uh, a, li- a young blue line, to be quite honest. Provorov really is their number one guy. And then they go Sanheim, Myers, Braun. They're, they're a little thin on the back end. Uh, but but this guy, and there's some questions up front. I keep hearing dressing room issues. I keep hearing that there's still some problems with this team to get ironed out. And Chuck, Chuck's got to figure it out. Chuck's got to figure this out. Uh, Pearson's contract in Vancouver, uh, Scott Lachlan's uh, contract at five years. I, You're a long I just, time, man. I just, I, I don't get it, John. I, I don't get it in, in, a, in a pandemic. We just talk about how hard it is to get long-term deals. And I, I mean, I know it's, it's just, I don't, I don't get the sense of urgency to, to lock in that long right now. And again, a flat cap that could be a flat for the duration of the CBA. The, the question becomes is, is what your definition of a reasonable, co- is $3 million now the definition of a reasonable contract? Oh, I mean, it, it, do you, do you expect, a player to dollars a year and to be in your top nine or top six. Yeah. If you, if, if you can, if you think you want them to be in your top six and you can get them for $3 million, then you've done a good job. So I, I guess Shani, when you, if you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, Scott Lawton, you like Scott Lawton. He plays hard. He, so he's got seven goals and 10 assists. Pearson, what did he have? Similar numbers. He gets 3.25 times three or so. This guy gets five times three. And, I mean, seven goals, 17 points. What is he? Is he a second-line guy? Is he a third-line guy? I guess he's a second-line guy. Third-line, Mac. You know, he's moving up. Third-line. Yeah. So, Pearson, to me, is a middle-six guy. Pearson's a third-liner, too. Yeah, third line guy. I, so but, third but, line guys at three million to three and a half million. Well, it, it depends well, what they bring to the table defensively, this, this and can was, they contribute a little bit offensively? This is the contract that the Leafs were hoping to get Zach Hyman on. Yeah, at well, the beginning of the year. 
But listen, they got Kerfoot at three and a half for what a couple more years after this, and you know, you know, it's like tourists. Tourists became a third line guy in in Nashville at whatever he was, and then Kenny gets him at one point six. So that changes. That you know, that's a that's a decent price for your bottom of the lineup. You know, so John, uh, Hyman's 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 good. Hyman might be the best free free agent acquisition of the offseason. I, I say that I think I think everybody around the hockey world has noticed Zach Kaiman this year. I'm I'm telling you right now, under, they can't afford to lose under him. under uh, normal circumstances. He could he'd be looking at seven times seven. He could be he could be in that. He, he is he's your ultimate. I think uh, oh, oh Swiss no. Army knife. Hey, I'm telling you something. If, he if, is a if, legitimate. I think he's a legitimate 25, 30 goal scorer right now. If you're the Buffalo Sabres with the culture, the identity, Eichel, you know, the group they have there, imagine what a Zach Hyman would do for that culture, well, identity. You're, you're saying you're Buffalo? I mean, I'm saying if Buffalo. What could he do well, to a team like that? He he, he should have Okpozo's contract. That's the problem. Is they yeah uh, exactly. He, he needs Okpozo's contract at six million. Right. Or would you rather ha- listen? Would you rather have Zach Hyman or William Nylander? Uh, it's pretty easy for me, but I mean, you so again, he's one of those guys. Whatever line he's on hey, is your best hey, line. Game game one game. One game seven in the playoffs. Oh. I don't know any hockey guy that wouldn't take Zach Hyman. Yeah, he's been that important to them. He's been that important, and he like, I mean, this is a guy that was. I mean, dra- he he wasn't signed. He was drafted and wasn't signed by his drafting team. And the Leafs he wouldn't got sign. He wouldn't sign in Florida. Right. He didn't sign there. It wasn't they, they? They tried to. Yeah, but. The only uh, you, you don't wait if you got a well, guy like that. Obviously, you, he, I mean, his numbers weren't very big early on. I guess at Michigan, but seriously, he, how this do you is, miss out on that? This is so tricky because money won't be the big factor, the only factor here no, for Zach Hyman. No. He loves it in Toronto. He's got family he's be- here. He's got businesses. Uh, money's never been an issue for that family growing up. So what so, discount is he going to take? To well, here, here's the tricky part is that you don't want to embarrass him or his family. So there will be some talk of a discount, but not to the point where you embarrass him. I think he's got too much pride in that. Yeah. So even at a discounted price right now, market value, I'm not sure it's going to be enough for the Leafs. Like if if I mean, he if he can get to six six and a half with other teams, going to get there. And and by the way, what I mean? Don't you think every other team knows exactly the issues that the Leafs have with their big four? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. People are going to drive the price up. Hundred percent. Anyway. Like yeah. you know, all day long. If I want to start gaining some respectability back. For the Battle of Ontario, I'm the Ottawa Senators, and I'm giving him over six million dollars to come and play here. 
Yeah. I mean, when you look at, he and Connor Brown would be good on that side. Well, when you look at what he brings to, I mean, I'm thinking a little bit Buffalo with because of Eichel. How do you get Eichel to re-sign there? Well, Kevin tried to do it with, with Taylor Hall. Didn't work. But if if that type of guy was with Eichel on one side and Skinner on the other, all of a sudden, hey, but I mean, he's not going. He he Toronto somehow, some way will get Hyman done. Mac. I don't know how. Okay. Okay. Tell tell me. I know Pridham's a genius. You know, but he better be on this one. You you know, you know pretty much how how this roster's shaping up. Okay. Like, you've got to go into next season. You're going to lose Freddie Anderson. So you assume that you got to go get another goaltender with some experience uh, with Jack Campbell next year. So you, you save a little bit of money there. But then you've also got okay. Morgan Riley. So where, where are you gonna put where are you gonna put your money? I know, I know. It's gonna be tough, but you give Brandon lots of credit, but there's no LTIR in the summertime. You can pay <laughs> <laughs> you can be 10% over, but you, you can't be that much over. Hey boys, oh, you know I, what? It's gonna be a challenge. I have some Did we lose I'm him? out of here? I you have to lose me. Again? When I'm, I got I, I got. You, you told me one. You told me noon to one, and here it is. It's, it's, it's two John, do, do, okay. What do, you, right. what do you have to use the bathroom or something? Thing to do here. I, I, I can't. I, Monday's a busy day for me. Well, semi retired. We we want to thank you for for uh, oh helping God, us kill a, a couple treat. hours. It's been it's been great, John. We really appreciate the effort. It's great getting you on and uh, listening to you and Mac like a couple of. Uh, like a married couple, it was it was awesome. Thank you very What's much, the, Shani. What did they used to put up to imitate us at Sportsnet? Ended up, uh, it, it wasn't them. It was me. <laughs> was it so the Stadler, uh, Stadler, and Waldorf in the balcony from the Muppets? That's what the Muppets. Was, so. There you go, the boys. Muppets. Well, you've lived up to it, Shani. Today, you've been very good, Stadler. Well, right. I, no, actually, now that, now you called me Teddy Roosevelt, I might have to put up Teddy Roosevelt. So it's okay. <laughs> John Shannon, everybody. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for uh, watching. We're going to stick around. I think we're going to take it to the top of the hour. So I hope everybody's enjoying uh, uh, the show. Something a little different. Uh, If you're a first-time watcher, subscribe right now. Go and subscribe. It's that easy. And uh, we'll let you know when we're coming. Jordan, uh, how's been the response out there? Have you been seeing... uh, the comments, uh, anybody wondering on anything, uh, this is a special day. I think we've, we've topped out some, some big numbers we've never seen before. So keep the comments coming. Uh, Jordan, what are your thoughts on, on today so far? I, I think it's been, honestly, like uh, we had a Yoda in chat saying, Kipper loves nothing more than the contract negotiation stuff. And it's the same because I love that stuff the, the most too. And I see your face light up when that sort of thing comes up to conversation. So this sort of show is always going to be great for me. Uh, John was great. You could check him out on the Bob McCown podcast. They're pretty often. Yes. Was it once or twice a week, I think it is. But- and Mac watches it all the time. Mac, you tell us when it's on. I have never watched it, but I may I may tune in. I've I actually may. watched it because I'm always scoping out the competition. I mean, for me, McCowan's a bit player, so I, I'm not I'm not 
you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but I mean, I'm glad for Shanny. Shanny carries it. Yeah, it's Shani a nice, it's a nice it. show. Hell of a job there. But we did hit 1,000 concurrent viewers here on YouTube for the first time. Want to give a big shout out to everybody in chat, our regulars, everyone that's wow. coming in new today. It's a great milestone for us, and we're hoping for uh, maybe 2,000 uh, live con concurrent viewers before too long, right? Wow, that would be so cool. So cool. So, Mac, here we are in what? We got about 20 minutes to go. Uh, sometimes what also happens that we've experienced in the past is that we go past 3 p.m. Eastern and there's still some, uh, as they say, uh, planes on the runway or, you know, waiting to get in their trade call. They can hold it, uh, well after 3 p.m. where trades still trickle in. But for the most part, Mac, we do believe that there's, uh, what, 17 or no, 23 minutes to go to the 3 p.m. Eastern. Is there any teams out there, Mac, you think have been quiet? Um, Nashville, we thought they were sellers about two and a half weeks ago. Uh, it seems like they're going to kind of hold, but are there some teams that really still need to do something here that you're, you're looking out of the corner of your eye? Well, you know what? It, 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 you look at a couple of things, you say, well, what about, you know, the Predators, it's one thing to get in the playoffs, but if they we get in the playoffs and lose in the first round, it, it's a disastrous season, again, for me, and with the way they've stumbled. And, you know, now they're battling with Dallas and whoever to get in for that final, and Chicago for that final playoff spot. Uh, a quiet, relatively quiet day for them. They decided not to be sellers. Chicago have tried to do a couple of little things. They, they pick up. You know, they pick up the kid today from Goodette from Vancouver, a skilled guy. I, I kind of like that move for them. Highmore goes there. Um, former St. John Sea Dog goes to Vancouver. But I kind of like the Goodette pickup by Chicago. Um, you know, so that's a decent one. Um, you know what? I, 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 I Boston, is Boston's blue line you mentioned it? Is it good enough yet? I don't think it is. Shani mentioned their goaltending. I mean, God, surely Halak and Rask could be back, but have they done enough with what they're up against? Pittsburgh had Carter. Is that enough? Um, I, look, there's some teams that, like you said, Nick, are going to be in big trouble if they lose in the first round. Big trouble from an ownership fan base. I'll give you one right now. The Washington Capitals. So if you're Quiet. in the East and you've just watched every contending team underneath you find some ways to change it up we don't see anything up until this point out of the washington capitals mac and what was their one achilles heel mac going into this season in that goaltending goaltending yeah yep. samsonov uh i mean future goalie for sure and they've Good had goal. some others who can plug up uh, a hole here and there that, that they've they fared well. But is that – are you going to try to win a Stanley Cup with some inexperience? Are you hoping – you, know, you know, they've had a good year, but I, right. I would have thought you're right. I, I mean, they could have Vanacek been, has been a little more active. Vanacek's been good. I mean, but yeah. don't you want to cover yourself like Kyle Dubas did with Riddick? Now somebody yeah. told me they 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 were kicking tires on on Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Well, now, you know, it, it's that that would be a big move, Mac. That would yeah. be a significant move. 
and one I think that they'd have to, and, and say what you will about Arizona being in the thick of things, they just, they can't, they can't be thinking like they've got a chance here. They've got to, they got to get some pieces here, Mac. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it, it has been a little bit, I mean, we look, we were nervous. It was going to be a quiet day. We knew the big guys would move that, that were, have been talked about for the last two weeks, but you mentioned the name Goligoski. I mean, can he, does he end up moving? Is he in the, in the pipeline right now to a, a deal that could be announced at before three or after three? I mean, there's some teams that still are gotta be you all a priority always for playoff teams is adding depth defensemen. How much and, and goaltending depth. How much better would you feel if you're a Boston Bruin fan if Goligoski ended up on your roster? I'd feel a lot better. They, they, you know, the left side has been a problem for them all year. Um, you know, they've got to, they've got to fix that if they're going to compete. And look, there's, they, they expect to win in Boston. This isn't, this isn't a team that's expected to, to make the playoffs. They're expected to win. Cassidy's got some. I know he had a big year last year, coach of the year. He's got some serious heat on him uh, this year. So. You know, I, I got to believe they're trying to do something. But again, it comes back to how much space do they have? You know, I happen to like the Bjork kid. I know he he probably, you know, Notre Dame kid. I, I thought he would be 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 better, but he's still young. Um, but they moved that money out with the Hall acquisition. I I thought they'd do a little more than Riley. I really did. Well, there's still plenty of time here. Um, some talk about Sam Bennett. Uh, possibly to the Florida Panthers. Calgary's got to unload Mac. They still got to find a way to to move uh, bodies here. Uh, now there's some some word there. You know Ryan Leslie. I'm reading now. Craig Johnson uh, talking about uh, Florida and the, and Sam Bennett. Is that uh, is that pretty good pushback for Florida to? to I, I give, like it. Give Tampa Bay a run. I I like it as a as a pushback, and I know. I bothers me is he wants out of Calgary, but Calgary will be looking for that type of player this summer if they if, if he moves out. They will be looking for that type of player with Sutter there. Is that a second rounder? I, I mean, I have not got any details. Yeah. Uh, Sam Bennett meeting with uh, Brad Tree Living right now. Uh, yeah. Getting the details, but... That's, that's a good that pickup. A I mean, Zito... Zito second? Yeah, I mean, I I'd like it you give up? a lot. I, I would. I, I mean, a second. I I think you would go a conditional second, depending on you know if Florida advance, you know, in the playoffs, you know, you could move it to a second. I just think that he could be a spark for a lot of teams at playoff time. That type of play, because I'm telling you, we're, we forget because we've watched this flow game going during the regular season. We forget what it gets like. We think back to the Columbus-Toronto series last year. Think back to the Columbus-Vancouver or uh, Tampa Bay series last year. Think back to the other divisions, what it was like. It, it's a war in the first round out there. And I got to believe it's going to be the very same this year with great goaltending, good defensive play, and unbelievable battles. So, Well, and, you know, talking to John Shannon earlier in the show, um, and he's talking about Tavares and 
I just, I don't see great hockey out of him right now, Mac. I think he struggles five on five. And the playoffs are nothing but five on five. The, the power plays, they dry up. If you got yeah. two or three in a, in a game, you got to consider yourself pretty lucky here. And that's just the one thing that I think for, for Tavares that I've noticed is that uh, it's, it's hard generating chances and, and shots on goal five on five. It's been, and, a bit and, of, it's been a little better in the last, what, 10 days, put the puck in the net a little bit, but his points per game average is, you got to go back to when he first broke into the league on, listen, on and, points and per average. That's why, that's why he needs a heavy guy playing on his left side. He needs a heavy guy. You can only spread Hyman around to so many spots, but he needs a heavy guy with him. Nylander skill, Nylander will score, but he needs heaviness on his left side. And that's why I'm saying, I mean, they've tried people there with him. I don't know who ends up there, and I know Felino really is a third-line guy, but I would not be surprised. If they try to, they, they, I mean, they've tried Simmons in their top six. Yeah. They're going to try this guy in their top six. They're going to try Felino. And I don't know. He might, I mean, this is a smart kid. This is a battler. He can chip in important goals. He still can skate. Felino can still skate. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I see him up there. I don't see. I and mean, maybe I'll be wrong on this, but I see him in the top six. I really do. I, I mean, I see him. I see him in the. I see him on that left side somewhere. Galchenyuk, yeah, he's been good. Yeah, he's done a good job. If you said to me, "You're playing Game Seven tonight. Who do you want in the, in your top six? Galchenyuk or Felino? Who are you taking? It's come on. We know. We know. We know how the game's going to be played. We know the style of play. We know it's and he's pushback. Been, and, and good good on Galchenyuk. Give him credit. But I'm sorry. I'm not going there. I'm think, going the other way. Yeah. He, listen, I, we don't want to take away what Galchenyuk's been able to do. Uh, no. But he's, he was given another opportunity to salvage his career. And it would really take a major fuck-up to – to not do well with Marner, Tavares, I mean, Nylander, they're highly skilled guys. You could look yeah. good. The numbers aren't even that great for him when you consider, you know, the the price of talent that he's playing with, but it's been enough to say there, there is value there. Did but you, it's a different style in the playoffs. Did you see Tortorella's comments today on Felino? I did not. No. It was really, it was really interesting. You know, torts like him, dislike him, whatever the case may be. His comments, and it was like a two or three paragraph uh, of comments on Felino, the five years they've spent together, and what Felino has meant to the organization for the way they, you know, they did make the playoffs most years. Felino was there. He became a real real important guy in that organization and played his ass off for them. And Torts just said, this guy was our captain. This guy was our leader, this guy. And what the players think about him, that's, I mean, Kyle was looking for that. And to hear Tortorella talk about 
Felino says, who, uh, you know, let's see what this guy does. I hope uh, he can come in and contribute. It, you know, it, you like to see when you make a big move and you yeah. pay a big price. Come on, a first round pick and two fours for a rental for Felino is a huge price. But well, and now you factor in. Win, who cares? Yeah. And just cares? like we spoke moments ago, Mac, uh, the word is it's a second round pick for Sam Bennett plus a prospect. So we were bang on on, on that value right there. Did that happen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a good yeah. pickup for Florida. Yep. Montreal Canadiens uh, uh, target uh, Eric Goodbranson for a little bit of depth, Mac. Uh, I don't. I, I hope it helps uh, Montreal Canadian fans. I I don't mind it on a on a give it a give it a shot, give it a try. I'm not sure if he's just another big body guy who has a little trouble getting from A to B. Uh, how much they're going to lean on him, but you needed to shore up that blue line a little bit with Sherratt uh, 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 out of the lineup. Actually, Bennett was, uh, they basically got the equivalent of two seconds for Bennett because they picked up the kid that was taken in the second round. Yeah, middle that's, yeah the prospect. Yeah. Yeah, so, the prospect you know, was a second round pick. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Gustafson to me is is a, another depth move. He can play. You know, he can play and he can fill in, but he's, you know, if they have some injury problems that, you know, Mete moves out, you know, I, I'm the one I'm anxious to see that I hope is going to happen before the end of the day is your comments on the kid from uh, the Russian kid moving from Columbus to Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean, to nothing me, yet on that. Nothing um, on that. But I'll be shocked if Winnipeg doesn't do anything, Mac. Yeah, they, I they, will be too. Come on. You go trade for Pierre-Luc Dubois, and then you leave your defense a little vulnerable? Come on, will, Winnipeg. Yeah, I will be a, a little bit surprised on that if they don't do something. And uh, to me, you know, you see comments, well, Florida have decided to try to upgrade their team because of the way their teams performed. Winnipeg have been close. We saw the disappointment last year going out early to Calgary when they lost Shifley and lost, you know, line a in that first round. I mean, don't, don't they have to do some damage this year in the playoffs of Winnipeg jets with the way they've got that loyal fan base. Doesn't don't you owe it. And I know you don't want to move top prospects and all this, but I, I will be surprised if he doesn't do something to that back end. I really, or, you know, I mean, it's a solid back end, but he need, you know, you lose even, even the loss of Bouillot, Bouillet or whatever yeah. on the back yeah, Nathan end. Boulier. Nathan. I mean, losing him, it hurts your depth. I mean, they, they've got to add somebody. So it'll be interesting to see if he does anything. Montreal also has a heron, uh, a hope and a prayer on uh, Gustafson uh, from the Flyers, Mac, for a seventh-round pick, Pierre Lebrun says, uh, in 2022. Flyers have to hold on 50% of that salary. Uh, Gustafson looked good a little bit in Calgary, uh, at times quarterbacking a power play, Mac. And the Flyers take him on. It's a disaster. Yeah. I... I I, I, it's not a bad move for again. Uh, this is desperate. This is, these are just desperate. Last second, take a flyer. Depth, depth literally move. and figuratively. That's what it is. Yeah, right. That's what it is. That's what it is. That you may, if you if you advance, you may need bodies. That's what it is. And we've seen it happen. We saw it, like you mentioned, we saw it with Tampa last year. 
you know, with guys getting into the lineup that you never dreamt would be. I mean, Luke Shen wins the Stanley Cup playing, but he, he played a valuable seven minutes a game some nights. He got up to a little higher than that some nights, you know. So that's what happens. Bogosian in and out of the lineup in Tampa in their playoff run, but played some important minutes at times for them, you know. That's what you need. Bodies. Yep. Uh where else you want to go? Hoffman was a, a guy that we thought could move, Mac. St. Louis shut the door. It doesn't appear like they're doing anything. Well, he started, uh, he started to make some plays and do some damage at a key time, and all of a sudden, you know, th there's a team that you don't want to play in the first round either. You know, if they get in, like imagine if you're Colorado or Vegas, you're sitting there, you know, Minnesota, whoever ends up, you're saying, I want to play Arizona in the first round. That's who I want to play in the first round. And now it looks like you're going to be playing the St. Louis Blues. I wouldn't want to play the St. Louis Blues in the yeah, first round. It's, and uh, they haven't had a great year, but you still don't want to play them. It's interesting watching a few teams completely stand pat here. Uh, Dallas, to me, is quite interesting. Mac, I don't think they've made a change other than within their organization since the bubble last season, I somebody maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen a transaction out of Jim Nil. So I think the hope is here that you get Radulov and you get Tyler Sagan back in maybe a week, 10 days, two weeks. My understanding is Tyler Sagan's going to start skating soon with the club. Right. So is that Jim Nil? Who's Being better? Sagan, let's go back there. Like uh, Millard sent me a note. Who's better, Tyler or Taylor? <laughs> that was the the, the famous uh, eleven draft years question. ago. Yeah, eleven years ago. Yeah. Tyler or Boston? Uh, end up, Boston end up with both of them. <laughs> and who ended up uh, with the Stanley Cup and a lot more <laughs> playoff games? So that's. Yeah. Taylor's going to have to do a lot of catching up here uh, with the Boston Bruins. But Dallas, like if you get these guys back in, in two weeks and you're out of the playoffs, what the hell's the good of it? You got to well, get in the playoffs, you know? They still have three games in hand, I believe, but you got to pass a couple of teams. A good point. Overtime loss to Nashville. Yeah. But it's the last team you want to lose to in overtime. Is Nashville. Yes, that's a, that's, a, that's a bad point. That's a bad point to give up, but there's still potentially six points uh, in the games played that they can make up for, but... Yes. They're six back. I mean, they're six back because of that loss last night with three games in hand. And yeah, there's six points there, but... You got you to still win them, right? You know, that's the, I was going to say, the problem with games in hand is you got to win the damn thing. Yes. I don't know how many nights I went to bed saying, oh, we've got four games in hand. That's eight points. And I thought, oh, shit, we got to win those games. <laughs> Jordan, uh, we've got a few minutes here before mm -hmm. we close this out at uh, 3 p.m. Any any type of feedback, questions uh, people are wondering? Some, Max here. Some developing news uh, from Darren Dreger. Uh, strong chance that the St. Louis-Minnesota game is postponed tonight in the aftermath of the police shooting that happened yesterday. Also seeing some uh, news that the Nets and Timberwolves might be postponed as well in Minneapolis. 
All right. Well, our thoughts and prayers for By the uh, way, Nick, Sammy Batman was picked up by Dallas on waivers from uh, New Jersey. Sammy Batman was picked up by Dallas. Okay. Yeah. There it is. One. Yeah. yeah. One. Who's who's your did Jill just pull that out of uh out no, of the I, hat? I actually I actually saw it before we went we went on the air and I forgot about it. <laughs> I, I forgot about it. Wow. You did just, some research. Yeah, I was doing research prior to going on. Yeah. Um, big question. I, well, I got hurt my back, so I've been I've been laying around all day, so I've had some free time. Nice. Some questions from people the, in chat. By the way, it's no big deal, but I'm quite disappointed that you and Shanny, uh, and even Jordan, would not have wished me a happy birthday today. I mean, I would oh never. Oh my God. You I, I, I'll sing if you want, man. I'll put the voice changer on. We'll get it going. A little disappointed I in my, I was, my I partners was, on the I was, air. At, I, was, you know, I was so worried and busy setting records for Real Kipper at noon uh, with the <laughs> ratings. You know how many likes viewers. we could have got if we said, hey, it's Doug's birthday today? We, we would have no been through the roof. Way. It's Wasted not too opportunity. late. I'm just disappointed in you guys that you didn't, you know, like I had guests overlap, friends overlap. I think we had a birthday cake. That's you know what right. I got Kipper for my Jill gave me for birthday? One of those rods with a ball on the end of it that you use to warm up for me. <laughs> I thought it was a guy. I thought it was a fishing pole. She got me, but it's a golf warm up thing. You know, Hey, if okay. you wanted, I got you an 18 hole round at the Boca Raton country club. I'm my, uh, my friends. I got you. No problem, bud. <laughs> Okay, just for the record, though, Mac, who is the only one to bring you a cake on your 60th birthday? I know. And you know what? You know what? I would have expected on my 65th, I would have got something, but that's okay. Was don't that worry about five it. years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You don't look a day over 64, bro. Seriously, you're looking good. I know. I know. Well, I now know. does your, uh, your pension kick in at 65? Like, there's got to be money involved here. Why else would you bring it up? Uh, Social Security kicks Wow. <laughs> now, how do you feel right now? You went for a spill last night. You can't feel that great. <laughs> a little stiff, but that's okay. I'll bounce back. Heading to uh, the Keys tomorrow. For, heading to the Keys tomorrow for three days at uh, going down to a, taking the RV and going down for three days to the Florida Keys for a little break, Jill and I, just to get away. So it'll be fun, you know, and not, and, you know, after the trade, you know, this whole trade pressure on us. It's just nice for John. Uh, you, you worked your ass off today. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we were worried about you at uh, turning 65, even though we didn't wish you a happy birthday. And, and John, a young, a young, uh, a much younger John Shannon came in and, and really provided the energy I was looking for. Jordan, who looks younger, John or I? Oh, you for sure. Um, John, when you have a beard like that, it's hard, you know. Uh, but <laughs> do we have a picture of the I Muppets? Think Shani, I think oh, Shanny's two or three years younger than me. I think Shanny's two or three years he, younger. He's than going me. with the attire though, too, right? Like if we threw a, a nice snapback more, hat on him. He dresses more professional, Shanny. He does, you know. 
Oh, he was he was getting a little uh, little ticked off when we were chirping. You were chirping. I I saw you love it, Doug, because you get you like when when people get mad. But man, uh, just just see when you called him uh, Teddy Roosevelt, he had this look on his face like he wanted to respond, but he wasn't able to. Really, really made my morning. Um, let's ask a couple questions from chat real quick. Was sure. this a good day or a bad day for uh, the center of the hockey universe? Obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Good day. definitely a good day. Yeah. Uh, they are uh, as deep as I can recall. I, I'm a Torontonian. I've been around here a long time. Uh, I think uh, you know they they feel like they they had a close chance. Uh, whether or not we want to blame Kerry uh, Fraser on uh, a missed high stick on Wayne Gretzky from Doug Gilmore or not, uh, this team appears to be one that's built now for a long run. This wasn't, these moves were to get past a Tampa Bay and into a Stanley cup final. I'm not sure. I would not bet on the Leafs versus Tampa Bay right now, but they are deeper and they can give Tampa Bay a run depending on who's healthy, who's not, who's hot, who's not, but they Mac, I can't recall them being a deeper team and, they might be even deeper than the one in the early 90s. Yeah, I think, you know, look, uh, to me, uh, they talked about being tougher to play against. You know, I wasn't overly fussy on the on the, on the the moves this summer. I know Thornton's been okay, filled in. He's a good leader. I like that. Simmons, to me, he's injuries, but he's still been okay. But I think the Felino. The Felino one's going to be real interesting to watch. I thought it was a, I thought Kyle stepped up and made a big play, paid a big price, yeah. but stepped up to help his team, and I, I liked it. So I think it's a good yeah. day. For it's them. well, really and do. it's 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 really a, a pivotal moment in Kyle Dubas's career because, and I'm not suggesting that he will be fired, but there will be a lot of talk about him not getting the job done and needing to regroup and whether or not he's the right guy if they have an early exit here in the playoffs that's that's just the reality of pro sports oh no and i'm not you know i'm not even sure if a first round dismissal would be an automatic firing i don't this is a guy that brendan shanahan's brought in and helped build and he believes in even a first rounder i'm not guaranteeing that uh he's gone but there will be a lot of people wanting him gone in Toronto if he does not get this team to at least a conference final, if not a Stanley Cup final. Yeah, they, they've got to they've got to get out of the North. Anything with with what's transpired the last few years, whether it was Babcock or whether it was whoever there, Lou Lamorello, whoever it was, at the end of the day, they've got to win the Northern Division. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure on an organization that you've got to win two rounds and get to the third round for a successful year, but they have to, and nothing less than that will be. And I, so look, Kyle stepped up and, and made an effort to help his team. I like it. Okay. Last you, question any, here. If you want last question. Yeah, we'll go one more. Is there a team that's going to regret not making a move today as we head towards the playoffs? Okay. Let me just, let me top that off, Mac, uh, off, off the top of your head. Uh, give me the two biggest winners and the two biggest losers uh, in this in this trade deadline. That up until now, and I, I just want to reiterate, uh, it's 
over 3 p.m. Eastern. No trades can go on after this, but there's many that can trickle in that get to registry before the 3 p.m. Eastern deadline. So check check the internet, check your local listings. They, there could be more trades coming in, uh, but H- now ben it's Hutton. over. Ben Hutton to Toronto. So there's your depth <laughs> defenseman. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. No, me either. So I, I, I'm going to say the two winners are Tampa Bay bringing in Savard. And I I guess I would have to say Toronto bringing in Ferlino and giving them a little insurance in goal. Um, I'm trying to think, am I missing somebody that really stepped up? Boston with Hall. you got to say they're trying and they're taking a flyer to hope it's going to help. But did anybody else? I, Islanders. To me, the Islanders are right there with Tampa, and maybe, maybe you're right. May I guess I would go Tampa, uh, Islanders, Tampa, Toronto as the top three. Okay, um, that's what I said off the top. Of I'm, the show. I'm gonna go uh, Washington as a team that sits at the top of the East right now, and a team that's expected to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, if they don't trickle in a goaltender, Mac. I'm gonna I'm gonna really question that one moving forward. And and I've got to question Winnipeg. That's a good I've call. Got a question if yeah. I've got to question Winnipeg if they don't do something. And I know they were in on Savard, and maybe they'll pick up Savard this summer. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. But I I I still. I mean, I'm sort of surprised they haven't done anything. That's all. You yeah. know, and I get not wanting to give up prospects, and I know a future, I know all that. Winnipeg have got to win soon. They're well, going to win. Not... How old's Wheeler? Shifley, I mean, everybody talks about Connor McDavid. Shifley, I mean, he's had a couple of playoff things, I know, but they got to win. They do. Uh, and, you know, the Blake Wheeler, again, you know, guy mid 30s, Mac, you know closing in and still some big money on the table. He wants to win right now. There's no waiting it. Yeah. Well, let me just say this, Mac, on a closing note. Out of all the trade deadline shows we've ever done, this is one of them. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's kind of a treat to have Shani because Shani never really worked with us. He always was over on some other desk, you know, doing his little thing there with. Well, he was Elliot, on with Elliot and, Elliot and Chris CJ. Johnson, little thing, and he he always looked over at us with like puppy dog eyes, wanted to be over with yes. us, you know. Yes. So this was great to have him on today. Like, um, uh, kind of disappointed we couldn't have had Millard on uh, as well, uh, but um, you know what. Um, it was a great day. It was very enjoyable. It's a great way to spend my birthday. It was like uh, <laughs> looking at Elliot, CJ, and Shani together was uh, looking at it like a, a giant rock pile. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. No, they were terrific. They always did a terrific show all those years at Sportsnet. And uh, another probably good day for both TSN and Sportsnet because that's what uh, – uh, we do this time of year, man. It's all about the trade deadlines. Did your team improve? Are you pissed off today? That's what it's all about this time of year, Mac. Yeah, it sure is. And you know, it's uh, you know, 
it just uh, you, you finish today. It's a lot of work. Your pro scouts grind. Your amateurs are involved because of the prospects and draft picks. So everybody's involved uh, leading up to today and also on the phones and, you know, not in person as much this year because of the pandemic, but certainly everybody's involved. It's a big, big day in, in hockey operations departments and a lot of people work their tails off to improve their team and to give them a chance. Had a really good show going. Now you make me like feel like a bag of shit because I forgot your birthday. <laughs> Sorry, don't worry about it. I mean, it's the first one you've forgotten in 10 years, so, you know, it's no big deal. I'm, I've, you know? I'm, I'm already putting it in my phone not to forget about your 70th. <laughs> okay? I only do milestones. I do 60. <laughs> and I missed 65. I'm now typing in... The I, well, I guarantee you, I won't be on the air with you for the next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure you're on the air with me somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Go get some rest. Okay. okay. <laughs> Doug McLean from Florida, everybody on trade deadline, 2021. My thanks to John Shannon. My thanks to all of you. One more like for the birthday boy, Doug McLean. If you're a first-time watcher, subscribe. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. I hope you had as much fun as we had presenting to you. For Nick Kiprios, Doug McLean, Joe and Jordan, John Shannon, thanks for watching Trade Deadline 2021, and we'll see you soon.